Hello, welcome to Lisa Express Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Akwenli. And on this podcast, our goal is to help you become your more sexual, emotional, and mentally whole self. That's what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to be talking about how we fund pornography. Today, I'm speaking to parents, I'm speaking to elder ones, I'm speaking to school owners, I'm speaking to teachers. I'm speaking to guardians, people who are in charge of teenagers, people who are in charge of young adults. This episode is absolutely for you. And if you're a teenager listening to me, please stay tuned. How do we fund pornography? So last year, we had taken a study from our old clients and people who follow our content, particularly Generation Z. And we were asking them, what did your parents tell you about sex? The most astounding of them all was the young lady of 23, yet she was thereabout, who had told us her mom said a man was a stone and a woman was an egg. If the stone falls on the egg, it will crack. Yes, that was all they told her about sex. A man is a stone and a woman is an egg. If the stone falls on the egg, the egg will crack. Meaning, sexually, men are stronger and a man can get away with his sexual crimes, but she can't. Biologically, he can't get pregnant, she can. So that's a possibility of what she's trying to say. But that was the strangest analogy to have used. When we also follow her analogy, if there was a boy around, what she was also saying to him was, oh, you can go ahead and be promiscuous. Nothing is going to happen to you. Or you can go ahead and sleep around. You can go ahead and be whatever you want to be. You are the strong one. You are the hero of the story. There was also the popular analogy of a man being a key and a woman being a lock. That a lock that is opened by multiple keys is a useless lock. But a key that opens multiple doors is a master key. I grew up with this analogy on the street. And I always wondered, so because he has a penis, he's a key. Wow. And there was that mental configuration that the guys go scot-free. So we technically can't be surprised when guys are being silly. You know why? We taught them to be silly. We encouraged them to be. We told them they had nothing to lose. And it's obvious in the number of unwanted children young girls are giving birth to. The boys get them pregnant and tell them they are not interested and there is no punishment. She's the one carrying the pregnancy on her body. He can go scot-free. There is nothing to hold them down to say, oh, you are responsible and you have to take responsibility. So there is that measure of irresponsibility we are raising our boys with sexually. Now, how does all of this come into pornography? When we talk about pornography, a lot of people tend to get irked out. They tend to get frustrated. They do not like the conversation. It's messy. It's dirty. But we also cannot overlook the statistics of porn every year. These people who are squeezing their nose and squinting in public are watching porn at some point. Some people are even of the opinion that pornography is good for sex education. 
but how does it connect with real life the distance is very far because pawns are movies right if that is the case it means young people want sex that does not make them have to take responsibility whether they are girls who don't want to get pregnant or boys who don't want to father a child or they are people who are running away from the possibility of sti pornography is available i like to define pornography as free it doesn't ask you questions it doesn't ask you to call back after a good night it doesn't attach all the emotional drama to it it looks like free to air who doesn't want free but the problem is porn is also addictive porn has the capacity to mess up your future sex life because if that is the only perspective of sex you have you have unrealistic expectations of your partner on how you want their body to look how you want their penis to be how you want their vagina to look how you want them to moan how you want them to flip whatever it is you've been watching as adults we fund pornography we keep that industry rolling we keep that industry making more money we keep that industry functional because people are not going there deliberately some people are but some others go there because we failed at our own responsibilities and that's what i'm going to be mentioning six key things we've been doing that has been funding pornography one we've been giving false or incomplete information I have heard the story not once or twice or thrice where a young lady thinks if a man touches her shoulders she'll get pregnant because that's how she was educated if a man touches you you get pregnant if you touch a girl she'll get pregnant and so the fear of pregnancy is the only thing keeping this person from misbehaving and so what we've also done with that incomplete information is we've messed up their social life they're not interacting with the opposite sex they're not building resilience they're not building sexual resilience they're not building perspective they're not becoming their own person they're not building internal strength they don't understand the concept of friendships and we see this a lot with people in their 20s every little friendship they have people already freaking out is he trying to ask me out is she liking me why when they were teenagers when they were supposed to be building friendships they didn't with the opposite sex because every time they came around the opposite sex all they were taught was sex we keep introducing the opposite sex to people as sex once hi boy meets girl first thing that comes ahead is sex they need to have sex with this person you know why that's how we introduced them to the opposite sex that's how we introduced them to whoever they have sex with we constantly gave them incomplete information or even false information altogether like the lady whose mom said to her if stone falls on the egg it's a crack that was false information that's not actually how it works if a man touches your shoulder you don't get pregnant someone who has hiv touches your shoulder you don't get infected that's not how these things work by giving out incomplete information we've left younger people vulnerable now they have to go search out those informations themselves good story there was this lady from ilori nigeria whose mom had told her that if a man touches her she was going to get pregnant and so the first day of her menstruation that was her first menstruation and this random guy in class mistakenly hit her the girl was crying the whole day that she was pregnant 
how do you get pregnant because someone mistakenly bumped into you in class so it technically means she's been afraid of all her classmates all the while because she keeps feeling like oh now my period has come menstruation is a conversation for another day there's another place we give young people wrong information secondly by running away from sexual conversations completely we fund pornography because what we're doing is denying the biology of sex excuse me if you never talk to your child about sex they will still get honey because it's part of their biological programming if that doesn't happen after a certain age we might have to do hormone tests to find out what's happening because it ought to happen that you did not talk about it does not mean the urge will not come it's like saying if i don't send my child to school they will not grow up that's a lie you're living in denial whether they go to a polished school or not they will grow in height they'll grow in structure they will grow in intelligence their intelligence might not be verbal because they didn't go to a regular school but they will still be intelligent because it's part of them it's part of what they were structured to be they're humans they will grow we keep denying sexual conversations we keep running away from them completely and when the urges begin to come young people are pressured to understand what is happening with their body and when they find pornography and it's arousing they don't know what is happening but they like what's happening so they stay with it by denying the conversation completely we've sent them over to porn to learn what they should have learned from us this takes me to number three shaming sex education we've taken the stance of if you know about sex you have to be a promiscuous person your child is going to be taught reproductive organs in class are you already screaming they shouldn't do that yeah comprehensive sex education might be a problem at certain ages especially in the african climb the westernized comprehensive sexuality education is a bit too raw if that word works for a lot of africans because of the visuals and some of the terms used in class but that doesn't mean your child shouldn't understand basics basics like what a vagina is basics like what a penis is basic like a penis has to enter a vagina and release sperm inside for this girl to get pregnant and release semen for this lady to be pregnant those basics have to be understood it makes it easier even for your child to come home and say oh a b and c try to put his penis in my vagina or so and so try to touch my penis today in school by giving them education what you've done is also fortified them against certain types of abuse because now they know that if someone touches me here they can expressly mention what was touched not pp pp can be anything you want to educate your child you can't afford to keep shaming sex education the more we shame sex education the more we reinforce number two which is denial of biology whether we deny it verbally or not it will happen we will experience it and in also shaming sex education we shame sexual failures sexual failures like teenagers getting pregnant a teenager doesn't wake up and say oh i want to get pregnant at 13. they don't plan to it happens because someone was misinformed at some point or someone did not understand consequences 
very few teenagers make up their mind to get pregnant at 13 or 14 or impregnant a lady at 15 very few of them intend to they probably were never correctly sexually educated and so when they saw pleasure they couldn't deny it they enjoyed pleasure without understanding consequences such as pregnancy and STIs and that would have been resolved if we had had proper sex education I will come to sexual abstinence but listen just follow me if we had educated these teenagers enough in the first place they would have understood the consequences of saying oh I intend to do this I intend to have sex if I'm going to have sex it means I could get pregnant which means I have to check out for condoms or I have to check out for contraceptives they prepare for it but most teenagers don't sex happens to them because no one prepared them for that biological consequence of growth sexual arousal it's a natural consequence of growth as long as you're growing your body will grow into that phase and if you don't learn that those urges will come if you don't prepare mentally for those urges it's going to take you by surprise and you will act on them even when you're not ready in fact you might act on them with people you don't like that's why when teenagers are in abusive relationships they don't know how to speak up because already they feel they've messed up they don't even know what they messed up but they feel messed up they feel guilty they feel too guilty to even leave too ashamed of themselves to speak up and so they stay suffering number four being extremists by being sexual extremists we endanger i think that's the word we endanger teenagers we endanger young adults when we are the abstinence extremist or we are the keep sexual conversation running extremist where we are extra liberal or extra conservative on the conversation what we do is we endanger the teenagers or the youths who are around us we endanger them how do we do that they are never completely taking decisions on their own when a person says i don't want to have sex the next question becomes why if it's because of your parents what would you do if your parents were not there if it's because of pregnancy what would you do if i got you contraceptives if it's because of sti what if we got condoms see by not allowing them define their reasons for abstinence you boxed them in a corner and every time there is an escape from that corner they will take it when I was growing up as a young lady in Nigeria, one of the most popular sayings in school was virginity was a lack of opportunity. Some virgins used to be angry about it. Why would they say it's a lack of opportunity? I decided not to do it. And one of those days, a guy asked, do you have dogs in your compound? The lady said, yes. Does your father chase you inside at seven? She said, yes. Do you have elder brothers? She said, yes. You can never lose your virginity. Because you don't even have the opportunity to by giving people enough information to make decisions you are empowering them to retain their decisions with or without your presence so if you keep being extremely focused on abstinence and you keep shaming whoever is not abstaining you keep shaming the lack of abstinence good there was a time i had a client who was sexually assaulted by a family friend her parents used to drop out with a family friend and um, this young man used to try to finger her vagina and a few other things 
when she finally had the nerve to tell her parents oh this is happening guess what her parents paid for her therapy session but they would always tell her that if she was not a virgin they would not collect her bride price that's shaming you were shaming her abstinence status but that was not her fault you were the one who exposed her to an abuser in the first place but because they are abstinence extremists they don't see their child all they see is a sexual status when they look at their daughter they don't see a human being all they see is someone who is not a virgin virginity does not determine the class of your life it's phenomenal if you are it's beautiful if you chose to it's beautiful it's your choice but if you enforce it out of fear and shame your children and shame the younger people around you into it you leave them very few options if they get sexually abused they will not tell you because they know you will stop giving them regard they know you will start disrespecting them they won't tell you about it if they were to make a mistake and they got pregnant instead of you to find out they will abort the child risk the tendency of ruining their womb risk the tendency of getting a serious infection risk whatever it is you know why because they want you to respect them and because you're not giving them the sexual education they need they will get it from pornography the other extreme is to be absolutely liberal and so you keep telling younger people around you to explore to explore but you're not telling them the truth that every exploration comes with its own emotional stress whether you want to try out one night stands or you want to be someone who has a permanent partner or you want to have multiple partners whatever lane you choose to go sexual activity requires a measure of emotional strength emotional capacity if you keep pushing them down that lane when they are not ready you box them you put them in trouble it is not unusual for parents to force their kids to have sex with someone for money by the time they keep feeling unwanted unappreciated and sex for them becomes something that lacks respect and lacks honor they feel no different from the porn star pornography becomes a sort of solace because they can see themselves in these scenes and number five how we fund pornography not growing with kids yeah this part is touchy even for me as a therapist because what i knew yesterday might not be very functional today three years ago when teenagers came for therapy and i asked them what they used for comfort it was american movies in 2021 everyone is speaking korean movies and so the kind of romance some teenagers come and talk to me about is no longer the american smooshy sushi hardcore touchy feely romance it's the korean wait for 20 episodes before you get one kiss on the head that's a change but again that's not everybody it means as a parent as an elder person who has teenagers or young adults around them you need to put your fingers on the pulse of society of conversation of trends sexual trends i think it was this year or last year we had this challenge on tiktok or snapchat put your head on my shoulder and young ladies were going bonkers 
some of those people found a way to remove the filter and they could actually tell who was behind the dance videos some parents got to see it and they were crazy that their children were dancing to those kinds of things but the fact was you were never following up because if you were following up you would have known that was a possibility you would have had conversations you'd have helped this person sort out their values and then if they go against you you would realize that this is a decision you want to make sure at every point in time that you're helping teenagers and young people make conscious decisions conscious ones because at every point people are making decisions but are they conscious are they conscious that if a guy is inviting me into his room at 7 p.m. and I'm sexually attracted to him and the room is dark and the light is colored and um, there is an atmosphere and there's blues playing at the background, am I conscious that that's a very nice environment to be touchy? It doesn't mean we have to be touchy, but it's a nice environment to be. But do I know? As an adult, that's what you want to make sure you're doing. This person doesn't have to be your child. Whatever this person is affects the society. Someone abused me. I abused someone. That person abused someone I knew. Guess what? We were all kids. All of this happened before any of us turned 13. We didn't know what it was no adult was talking about it who were exposed to information we should not have been exposed to obviously now as an adult when i look back i wonder what would have been different if someone had kept a pulse on what was happening in society if someone had realized that oh sexual assault were no longer just in boarding school they were now in day school if someone kept a finger on what was happening in society that oh Girls don't just mess up with boys, they also mess up with themselves. If someone had kept a finger on what was happening in society, that pornography didn't, children didn't get exposed to pornography at 17, that they could be exposed to pornography at 14. One of the reasons I watch my blood pressure till today was because when I was in SS1, I came back home and my friend from primary school had high blood pressure at 14. I was shocked it shook my knowledge of health because I used to think older people were the only people who had those kinds of problems that's what happens to us as adults we still think uh, it's only older people that have sex problem we still think it's only older people that have pornography problem we still think it's only older people that have addiction problems but we are wrong babies touch their vagina for a reason it's pleasurable Small boys touch their penis for a reason. It's pleasurable. Babies are excited when you take off their diaper. When fresh air hits their bum, it feels good. Your baby understands pleasure. We can't keep living in denial. That's why you have to consciously tell them these things. Have these conversations. We can't keep sweeping it under the carpet. Because if we don't, pornography is ever waiting. The downside with pornography is it's addictive and it's not even the facts. So we could have people who are intellectually sound, who are emotionally okay, who had no trauma from home. But by reason of pornography, they are going to have a messed up perspective of sex, affect their marriage, affect the sex in the marriage, cause a divorce, run down trauma on their kids. Because we didn't do our homework as adults around them. And finally, 
not knowing enough as adults. Last year, I was speaking to a married woman about vagina and um, menstruations. And I was telling her that menstruation were not the eggs released that melted into blood because that's what we were taught in Nigerian schools as at 2000, yeah, between 2000 and about 2011. I'm sure they've corrected that curriculum by now. And if they haven't, that's so sad. Now, I was trying to explain to her that that curriculum was wrong because it is your uterine walls that shed as menstruation. As a teenager, I used to wonder what was the size of egg that was released that I'm when my menstruation started, I used to bleed for seven days, seven days of heavy flow. I didn't even know people used to have four days flow. I found out people used to have four days flow, I think after three years of menstruating. And by the time I was switching to four days, it was terrible pain. So here I was when I used to have seven days of heavy flow, asking myself, how can one egg keep bleeding? What kind of, what's the size of this egg? When I grew up as an adult studying into sex education and sex therapy, I'm like, oh wow, it's uterine walls. That makes more sense. The walls are layered, they are thicker, heavy to hold, and then now the baby is not coming, so they have to shed. That makes more logical sense. So I was explaining to this lady, and she's like, don't spoil what I know in my head. She was shocked. This is a married woman who has a son. As adults, we've got to be willing to correct the misconceptions we have, the misconceptions our parents passed down to us, the misconceptions our teachers gave us. Because children these days, teenagers these days, young adults these days are smarter, way smarter, way more intelligent. They have access to information. We can't afford to just emotionally blackmail them into abstinence, blackmail them into sexual activity. We can't do that. We can't afford to. We've got to keep improving what we know. What we know about sexually transmitted infections. There are infections you can get outside the bedroom, but still transfer within the bedroom. Like HIV. I could get it from getting caught. But I could also transfer it sexually. And that's important. You want to make sure a lady understands what's happening in her vagina. So when she goes to the hospital and realizes she developed a pelvic inflammatory disease, she doesn't start thinking, oh, was it someone I slept with? Was it? You want to eliminate those tendencies. Because when people experience pressure, they start looking for pleasure points. And one of the quickest pleasure points we have as human beings it's sex and sometimes we can't afford it we can't afford it financially getting in a relationship serenading your partner with gifts we can't afford it emotionally because we know we are not old enough to handle the struggle we can't afford it we can't afford the consequences of possible pregnancy getting infected or any of the other struggles so we look for something that is cheap affordable and does not ask too much questions pornography I hope this has helped you a comprehensive webinar on how we fund pornography will be on our website by the end of the month of January so feel free to check it out it's gonna be for a small amount I promise you we have more information in our blog post scroll down check out more content on our podcast look out for more information on our 
social media channels every wednesday we have what is called wisdom wednesday where we ask questions that people in sexually active relationships or people who are planning to get married or are presently married should be asking each other from genotype to sex languages to trauma points and every friday we have what is called dear teenager where we put out content for teenagers so if there's a teenager around you and you don't know how to talk to them it's fine we've got you covered all you have to do is send us your contact on whatsapp or send them our link on instagram follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at lisa express c l-i-z-a-e-x-p-r-e-s-s-c lisa express c and don't forget to check out our website at www.lisaexpress.com until next week monday bye